Hi, and welcome to the Conscious Connections podcast with me, your host, Katie Farrell, creating a place for mind, body, and spiritual growth for today's women through inspiration, knowledge, and conversation. So hi, and I'd like to welcome um, into the interview today, got Susie Moody representing um, Homestart Hertfordshire, so a local charity that um, I, I met Susie a few weeks ago and um, found out lots about the, the charity. It's a national charity um, and she heads up um, fundraising for the local community here in Hertfordshire. So let's welcome Susie to the podcast. Hi Susie. Thank you, it's good to be here. Great to have you, it's really lovely and um, uh, yeah what we wanted to share with the listeners today is is really how you as a charity help, well, who you help and how you help them and mm-hmm. and how really it's been impacted during this um, COVID-19 crisis isn't it? Yes, yeah massively. Yeah, so do you want to share with us a bit about the charity and who you help, who you are, that'd be great. Yeah, so um, we cover Hertfordshire um, and we provide support for families who've got young children, so under five-year-olds um, and the families can be referred to us by professionals um, or other services or they can come to us directly to seek support. Um, so some of the reasons that families come to us, I suppose, are kind of the, one of the key points for what we're talking about is um, quite a few. So 60 percent of the families that come to us are or have suffered from mental health difficulties, um, anxiety and isolation being two particularly linked um, areas. And they really struggle um, or they are really struggling to manage home life, families, children. Um, and that's that's kind of why people come to us for support. Um, there's there's lots of other reasons and I think it's it's one of the things that quite often is maybe a little bit um, misinterpreted is that the families we support aren't necessarily the families that we would consider sort of target families who are in low sort of social and economic positions um, and things so so other issues that they come to us with might be around having suffered a recent bereavement um, it might be around having a child with additional needs um, or we have families who have been involved in abusive relationships and they're now trying to sort of pick up the pieces from that. So lots of different things. And like with mental health, they can affect anybody. It's, mm. you know, because we may have a nice house or a nice life or a nice job. It doesn't mean your emotional resilience when these things happen is any better than anybody else's. Um, so, so those are some reasons why, why families come to us. Um, and I think, you know, now I, I think it's sort of, quite apparent that where we've got families who are already having some of those issues um, particularly the isolation anxiety the mental health side of things um, with the situation the confinement that people find themselves in trying to manage children all day trying to balance the schooling the homeworking I think for everybody mm. who has children that are sort of a, at an academic <laughs> stage are really struggling with this yeah. home visiting uh, homeschooling so um, it's it's really important, I think, now more than ever that we can get in there and support those families, and um, because because they're really you know at risk. I think even even the most level-headed people are struggling or have had days. I think there's certainly for me, it's like we have sort of weeks or days when I'm like, oh yeah, okay, we're just in this routine. That's what we're doing now. And other days, where it's like, Do you know what? I'm fed up with this. I need yeah. this done because I don't like it. I don't like what it, you know the impact it's having. I don't like not having my freedom. Um, 
so so from everybody it's had an impact but for those vulnerable people it's it's having um an even bigger impact really on their ability to cope yeah and and as you say it's so indiscriminate isn't it in terms of um who can be affected with mental health um poor mental health and um you know i myself have had issues in the past um and i've actually worked with um a number of people whether it's through my um hypnotherapy services um Mm -hmm. obviously that was a very a very common issue as to why people come for hypnotherapy because it manifests in so many different ways you know the stress and the anxiety depression um and hypnotherapy has been a a great intervention for helping to support that and so when I've had those times where you know even before the coronavirus hits you know any times where you just everything seems to just get on top of you one day or one particular week or month whatever it might be I know I've had I've found those interventions those tools and techniques that I've learned and used personally and you know used with clients have been so so beneficial really helped me and um but I know that you know so many people don't have access to those or aren't aware of them um yeah. so and it can come from out of the blue as well can't it it can really yeah. just yeah. hit you um sort of blindside you yeah. and especially when it's from an external factor that you're not even anticipating at all i think the hardest thing i think seems to be and this is kind of a characteristic i think of mental health as well um or when you've got a mental health issue is not being able to see the end of something not being mm. able to see any light at the end of the tunnel situation we're in now nobody really knows what's happening it's sort of like okay three weeks we're locked down another three weeks nobody knows when it's going to lift and we're going to be in a a position of whatever normality looks like afterwards (laughs) Um, which is very much the same with mental health as to being stuck in this sort of tunnel and just not finding or knowing a way out so the you know the the two sort of elements of of those are really kind of really sort of quite serious Um, and obviously we that the focus of what we do is about making sure children have a great start to life and that they have good outcomes as they grow up so that's all about you know really sort of nurturing them and supporting their emotional physical um cognitive development so they're sort of a good a a whole rounded person and can move forwards um and and the you know anything that really sort of completely zaps your emotions and makes you less able to be you know the patient caring perfect <laughs> mum that should be you know all of all of those those issues that I kind of mentioned really do limit how able you are to be there for your children mm. and it's you know through no fault of your own it's it is about your capacity to be there for everyone and do everything and that just isn't there when those issues kind of hit home so what what we want to do is make sure that the children aren't affected or that we can help that parent to provide that little bit of stability for the children, be reactive and emotionally available than, to them a bit more than, than currently they're feeling. So, and that's a big part of it is because, you know, different children are all different and you know, they, what they experience impacts or, or doesn't impact on them in different ways. Um, but I think, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of talk about things. Um, there's sort of limited understanding depending on the age of, of the children or child as well. There's certain things, you know, things like we were talking, I think when we last spoke, we were saying about exams and how they, you know, end of term is suddenly just, well, it hasn't happened and it's abruptly stopped. So there's yeah. a lot of 
emotion and almost maybe I don't know maybe an element of loss in there that suddenly you know that school journey has stopped and for those at the end of year six and year 13 they haven't done the ending and endings are so important Mm. they haven't had that so you know that there are so many ways that that people are experiencing what's going on that are quite emotionally um emotionally trying Yeah. yeah and that's for the children as well and they're they're kind of our ultimate in terms of our support is so being able to help the parents be there for their children yeah um, but we're we're seeing a lot of the anxiety that are being projected onto the children children absorbing some of that anxiety mm. um, and not having the routine of school of course which I think for everybody I don't know to say that I I quite like not having routines <laughs> <laughs> but that's I just it isn't it like, we're all we are all different and we all yeah, have different needs school holidays I used to love and you have parents going oh I can't wait till they go back and I'd be sitting there thinking do you know what I like it because we don't have to get out the door for a certain time we don't have to be at that club we don't have to be there then those were all our trigger points of being like just get your shoes on you know <laughs> sure people can relate to that oh completely <laughs> those are the points which I found stressful and difficult and now and we have heard some of our families saying to us that a it's quite nice because their partner is home from work albeit not for great reason but they're now sharing in that burden or that challenge or the pleasure yes. of having time together and and I know there's there's a, a friend of ours who specifically said he's just had a new baby um and it's his second child and he said it's so nice to be here to see all of this and see him growing up each day and oh, you know and yeah. I think there's some real positives there that sometimes we lose um and for some people it's been really positive so there are you know there are the two sides for some it's it's been really sort of negative and and causing a lot of issues but for some it's been quite positive yeah Um, and and I think that's really crucial isn't it in terms of the emotional resilience that you you were mentioning earlier is actually being completely aware of of how you're being affected positively and negatively and allowing yourself to acknowledge that and say it's okay because we are all different and we're all in we've been thrown into a completely new environment that we weren't expecting we you know we weren't planning for yes it might have been on the horizon but I don't think anyone truly knew or expected what you know what it was going to be like so um so to actually bolster ourselves emotionally if you like to actually allow ourselves to feel whatever emotions we're feeling you know yeah. good or bad or in between um but actually then and more time focusing on those positives so that that really does help to build up the resilience doesn't it by acknowledging what we're going mm. through not dismissing anything but actually trying to then even if it's the tiniest thing that you can look out the window or you know go into a garden or see neighbors walking past whatever it might be as you, as you mentioned actually being with children growing up in those early stages that you would normally have missed just to really hone in on those few, you know, whatever positives there are and try to um, uh, sort of maximise them really. Yeah. 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 It's, it's one of the things, so we normally, normal circumstances back in the day, (laughs) the the support that we would give to families would be direct one-to-one support. So home visiting. Right. So they would, we, we've got an amazing team of 120 volunteer mentors um, so we would match them with a the family when the family came to us and um, they would go and start doing home visits each week and they'd spend two or three hours with the family 
getting to know them, but also working on a kind of a plan of work, which um, is based on sort of an assessment and looking at what their needs were at the beginning and why they were referred to us and what are the areas that they feel they're struggling with. Um, and they'd work through sort of building, it might be building confidence to be able to go out of the house. Um, it might be about helping them to um, become part of a community group. So a family group, maybe a toddler group. Um, and the, the volunteer mentor is very much emotional support in terms of, you know, that they're a person to talk to who's neutral, who's non-judgmental. Yeah. Um, a lot of the families we support don't have immediate family around them, which is why when something's gone wrong mm-hmm. or they feel overwhelmed, they haven't got that person to go to. Um, and then the practical support. So they'll literally, you know, let's look what children's groups, what toddler groups are around that's the day I'm going to come we're going to go we're going to walk down there I'll come in with you I can sit with you know I can stay there literal hand holding of doing things I think you know I think anywhere you go where you don't know anyone you walk in is is a bit daunting but Mm. in that scenario it's even more when you haven't got the confidence or you're worried that your child plays up um is going to embarrass you or, or you know those things um and we've got we have got a number of families who've got children with additional needs and um one particularly I'm thinking of um, who's got an autistic autistic child who's I think three or four and they've also got a baby and going to a group is has been impossible for them because for mum to be able to get the baby out of the car she's got to kind of let go of the the toddler the toddler three-year-old he's got autism so he runs off he does so she literally can't go out of the house anywhere because she can't manage getting one out of the car and still keeping him safe so that's sort of things we take for granted I suppose of like oh we'll just pop to the shops we'll just do this so her volunteer mentor can go with her on those days say right okay well let's go to the group or let's do a shop so that she can do some of those practical things but also helping um sort of guidance around strategies for managing behaviors so whether it's your regular sort of you know toddler to toddler twos two-year-old tramp Tantrum. tantrum i'm so past that stage you can tell <laughs> that really what were they again as i say where they don't do what they're told but that kind of carries on a bit longer than two um but yeah you know strategies for helping them manage them and when when or if they go somewhere and the child does have a, a meltdown or a sensory overload they can help them just focus on dealing with that block out other people who are thinking or talking or probably not but you know yeah. there is that judgment um and and practical strategies and the idea is obviously that through the the period of time so they would support the family for anything between three and nine months and during that period it becomes a progressive kind of um um journey where they build up confidence they learn strategies they have that emotional support to build their resilience um and they're then in a place to continue going to the group or to be able to manage when the child has an outburst or you know they they can cope being in the house with their children and feeling okay with that. Um, so that's, that's what we'd usually do. We also have six family groups across the county um, and they're very much about um, really kind of focused around school readiness skills because we know that there are a lot of um, children who go into school without some of the key skills that we kind of assume that, you know, it's just part of bringing children up. But for some people... Um, for various reasons it hasn't happened so that's very much about sort of the social emotional interaction um, you know the turn taking the sharing the communication um, but also things around being able to sit at a table and have a snack being able to do buttons up or being able to put the coat on or being able to go to the toilet so when they go into school they've got those skills um, 
because what evidence is showing is that if they start on a back foot to their peers as they go up through sort of primary into secondary the gap in terms of their achievement and their ability and their their sort of development actually gets wider as they go up through the school system so it's it's that really early intervention which is absolutely what we're about because those first couple of years albeit they're some of the hardest years yeah. they're the most important yeah. but going back to what you were saying um about about the support and recognizing the positives we're now <laughs> Um, providing quite intensive telephone support to the family. So um, depending on the family, they'll get between sort of one or three phone calls, depending what what suits their needs or what they, they need to sort of keep them going. Um, and that will be with, again, with their allocated family mentors, so that's someone familiar, someone they can talk to. Um, and they can be anything, sort of up to 45 minutes. It's a, it's a proper conversation, more than just a sort of, oh, hi, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, making sure the children are safe as well, because we've got that duty to safeguard. But a lot of those conversations are around, you know, kind of, okay, tell me one thing that's really good that's happened today, or one thing that you've noticed today. Let's hold on to that. And maybe tomorrow they'll do that twice, or you'll see two things. Right. So it, it's exactly what you were saying about, you know, really trying to sort of when you're you're in a hole trying to look for that one little thing and we're all the same aren't we that's like two things go wrong and it's like oh great now I just need the third thing so it always comes in threes and you look for it as opposed to kind of well actually there's a whole load of things that didn't go wrong today but but that's not the mindset so yeah. that that real sort of um just altering perspective a little bit you know and it's sometimes it's even just oh I can hear in the background there's someone having a bit of fun there's someone laughing <laughs> obviously someone's happy and you've done something good today because they're still you know it's that yeah. kind of like things you don't notice yeah when you're not in that place no absolutely so that's that's what we're doing for support at the moment um and we've we've had some really interesting feedback um initially there was a lot around anxiety increasing um, and now the phone calls have been going, we're getting quite a few families and parents kind of saying, you know, actually, it's really nice knowing someone's going to phone. It's really nice knowing that someone's looking out for me because I don't feel there's anyone else. Um, and one mum, what was it she said? Oh, she was, she was worried. She has anxiety anyway. And she was worried that if she gets ill, what will happen with the children? Mm. And that was her biggest fear. Um, understandably, I think a lot of people Absolutely. probably have that, but she's got no one else around her to call on. So it, that that was, you know, really sort of um, in her head and, and causing a big a big problem for her. But now she's got a volunteer and a phone call. Her comment was, "Now I've got that. I know that someone's there. That if that happened, I could go to, and they would know where I could get support, or they would know something that could help me." And even just that has just lowered her anxiety and made her more relaxed. Therefore, the relationship at home is a bit more settled. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's whilst we're seeing some sort of negatives in terms of people feeling worse, we're also seeing positives in terms of people feeling that actually, you know, we're not in such a bad place that we thought we were, or we are managing this better than we thought we could. Excellent. And that, you know, if times do get tough, there is that lifeline that they know there's somebody there that they can go to and call upon um, yeah. to help them. Yeah, that, that means so much, doesn't it? Just having that knowing. Um, we all need that there. person, I think, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, when, when you were speaking um, at the networking group where, where we met and um, 
you know, it, as I said at the time, it really struck a chord with me because of that, the fact that, you know, I, I can relate to so much of what you've said from not just, what, you know, with client situations, but, you know, personal circumstances as well. You know, I've been a single parent since my son was, um, before he was two. And I know that I've got so much, I've had so much support and still do, um, you know, from my family, we've always been close. We've always, well, mainly lived nearby to each other, you know, within a sort of five mile radius. Um, and that's parents and my brother as well. Um, so you, whilst I don't think I've ever necessarily taken that for granted, because we are so close and we see each other so often, but you can, you don't realise sometimes just how important that is. Yeah. And until you don't have it, like, like now, you know, being in these strange times of not being able to see each other. Yes, we can talk on the phone yeah. as much as we like, but we were doing that anyway and still all getting together. Yeah. Physically, you know, together. Yeah. So it, I think it's really helping us to understand those small things that mean so much. And when you realise that some people don't have that, and how much of a lifeline having somebody from you know home start to actually be there have that phone call with help them you know, literally you know physically with things or just from a yeah. um just yeah. knowing somebody's there listening and can help must be so mm -hmm. so important and you know when when we were talking and um i think we were it wasn't long after that that we literally went into lockdown didn't we and so all yeah. of your events that you <laughs> put on which must take yeah. so much organization i can't imagine <laughs> throughout God. the year <laughs> yeah it's just gone out the window hasn't it for you i think so i think the the networking group that you mentioned that we met at was just was just after lockdown because i did a presentation through zoom so through this mm. small That's right. um and it was the first the first i'd used it it was completely alien to me to do a presentation online through a video right platform yeah. <laughs> so, that was so i'd so i'd known two weeks at least two weeks before and then in my diary everything had stopped and i thought oh okay so i had in my diary prepare the presentation so i said oh that's fine it's kind of stopped and then it moved more towards it's probably then the week later and everybody started doing online and going on zoom and doing the video calls and i'm thinking hmm so I got in touch with the organiser of the group. Said, "Oh, is this still going on?" They said, well, "Yeah, we're going to do it by Zoom. You can do your presentation on there." And I said, "Oh, the one I haven't prepared yet. That it's now like only two days to go." So it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was early on in the whole sort of things yeah. to the setting yeah. up the working. So yeah, really well. And it, it, as I say, it really struck a chord with me. And the fact that you know, we, I, th I think we often take for granted as well that charities are supported and funded by the government and various other places and mm. but so much of your funding comes from the public doesn't it and um All of it, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah from running your events and now that none of those can actually take place um yeah, yeah you need to, to find other ways of of raising funds to keep these families supported keep the volunteers yeah. who need training yeah. and support themselves you know obviously yeah. don't they um and so i know you and I were speaking about um, about that and what can be done for you. And so, and I say, because it was so close, it struck a chord with me. Um, we started collaborating, haven't we, in terms of I wanted to donate proceeds from anything that I sold in terms of through my business, whether it's coaching services, um, you know, whether it's a one-off, a programme, 
some of the online work I do. Um, and one one program in particular that I've um, just promoted it with a sort of almost eighty percent reduction in yeah. in price. Just so because I know so many people are are struggling um, throughout this period. Um, so to help reduce stress, um, you know, manage anxiety, look at structuring our time and energies differently because all of our routines have gone out the window. Whether you know it's an improvement for you or it's a um, a struggle <laughs> and yes. you know and change is just difficult for for lots of people to to navigate and um, maneuver around isn't it so um yeah. that was my de-stress program that i'm um, offering at just 30 pounds instead of 160 as it would normally be um that contains lots of self-hypnosis audios some mm-hmm. relaxation um audios to listen to as well as some exercises to help structure um your day your time and understand you know how we all work differently because i think that's what's interesting about when you're thrown into a completely different environment you actually start to realize who you really are <laughs> and you know what triggers you and what what you enjoy and what you really don't enjoy and what you, your tolerance levels are and so i think it's you know a great time for everybody to be able to reflect you know, take some time out to think, okay, what's going on right here for me right now? And what do I need to change to make it better? Yeah. You know, what, what's going well and what isn't and what can we yeah. do? So um, that, it's almost that control, you know, what's in within your control. There's a lot that's outside of it at the minute. Yeah. We just don't know. We can't control. We can't predict. But no. what is it that we do have that control of and, and focusing on, on Absolutely. that? Yeah. That really, again, helps to build up the resilience doesn't it when you know that when you can just focus on what's within your control or influence and focus on that spend your time and energy there and the rest will just be whatever it needs to be and deal with it as it as it comes yeah so being able to let go of things is really important isn't it as well as well as yeah it's difficult though difficult but yes yeah 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 i think those are those are when the down days they all sort of flare up isn't it they're like oh but yeah it is like you say recognizing and then putting them where they need to be yeah and working out what what works for you you know if it is in in those days where you're feeling really down um it's you know do you go out for a walk do you need to pick up the phone to speak to somebody do you um you know listen to a podcast do you um yeah paper and crayons out with the kids you know and just oh I used to love doing that when when uh, my son was little and sometimes I'd just carry on after I'd put him to bed in the evening so I thought this is so nice it's so you know we have mindful drawing sets now don't we that's what yeah yeah you're not worrying about anything you're not thinking about anything else you're just letting your hand you know do some drawing it doesn't matter what it looks like either it's just the, the process of oh relaxing and letting your mind yeah get off that hamster wheel for a while of yeah worrying negative thoughts or whatever might be happening yeah yeah and so um so if people are interested in the charity home start heart you know whether it's from a you know a family that actually is starting to feel the need and wants to Mm -hmm. get in touch with you for support or um you know whether it's somebody wanting to volunteer their services or to donate to the um the charity 
where can we send obviously we'll send put all the details in the show notes anyway but just to let people know now where can we where can they head to pretty much everything that we've got going on or doing or are talking about is on our website so that's probably the best best point of call okay. um, which is www.home-start-hearts.org.uk Okay. I always think people sound really silly saying their websites, but it's one of the. It's <laughs> um, so, so yeah, most of our stuff is on there. Um, there's a contact form as well, so any questions you've got, and they'll be picked up. So we're all remote working, but we're all on the end of a computer. It feels like forever every day, but um, we, we are all still here, um, and you know we're accessible for questions a bit. So that's fine if people want to chat. Um, and our Facebook, we're using our Facebook a lot at the moment to provide a lot of resources to support parents. So the ideas of what's going on, some sort of insightful things. So one of the things that I know is scheduled for, I think it's next week, is for children to look out of the window, their window and draw what they see wow. by way of a, you know, looking outside the, the containment. And like you said, you know, it, if it's your sort of refocusing or your distraction thing, it's, you know, watching people go down, looking at something positive, watching people yeah. walk by. So that's that's one of the things. So we're using that sort of in conjunction with the the phone calls and the other stuff we're doing. That's also another area of support um, that's accessible in a different way, maybe to different people as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of resources, and it's we're keeping it very upbeat and very positive um, and sort of proactive to really sort of you know hopefully give that vibe and for for people reading it to go away with good feelings and positive ideas and you know and things where we say you know what we're all allowed to have our bad days and those kinds of things so so that might be you know quite interesting or helpful for people to go and go and visit and just see what's going on there Definitely. and of course Sounds great fun. Lovely to like and share things <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not everybody can support by giving money and that's fine particularly now we understand that that's even more difficult so you know in terms of what you're doing is really appreciated and what we hope is that you'll get some more interaction as well for your business to help you and your family in fact um but there are things that people can do just things like following our social media liking our stuff sharing our stuff all those little things help us they help other people get to know more about us as well so you know you sharing following or liking a post of ours may just get it to that person who's sat there thinking I can't do this anymore. I don't know what to do. I'm rubbish. I'm failing. You know, yeah. that might be what gets that to that person. So everything that people can do, you know, in, in whatever way they can is always really appreciated and is always really valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's so key, isn't it? It's such a critical thing to keep in mind. Some people, you know, feel like, oh, I wish I could donate, but I, but I can't. And that's absolutely fine. But to, to know just doing that one small act yeah. of commenting, yeah. liking, sharing can be such a help and could be that lifeline that somebody needs so to know that you've potentially done that for somebody yeah is fantastic isn't it yeah great well it's been really lovely to speak with you Susie thank you so much for joining me on my podcast have you heard um, all the hammering that's going on in the background (laughs) just just, didn't even notice it was there don't worry another challenge of working at home <laughs> absolutely <laughs> which which i've i've been there uh, with this week with you know the neighbors doing diy mowing the lawn and it's always as you're about to go yeah. live <laughs> but that's what it's all about it's all fun adds to the atmosphere absolutely. we didn't have any invasion of children though <laughs> no we didn't well, that's great both sides <laughs> yes uh, excellent but awesome. no it's lovely to talk to you really oh, great you too thank you so much and all the details um 
all of your social media tags and your website. We'll put all those details on the show notes um, and ways that people can get in touch with you, follow and share. And, um, and let's hope, you know, um, let's keep continuing to support the families throughout Hertfordshire. And um, there, will, there is light at the end of the tunnel. For, there is. Well, there is. We'll make, make our own light, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's great. Thanks so much, Susie. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much.